Hello, and thank you for joining us for a special Thanksgiving message from Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Mike Journey, and I'd like to share with you a special message from the Gospel appointed for Thanksgiving Day, Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, he came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. My dear brother, my dear sister in Christ, What would it take for you to feel normal again? What would it take for you to feel like that your Thanksgiving this year was the same level of joy, same level of celebration as every year before? I mean, all of us, you and myself included, have all had to make concessions and sacrifices for Thanksgiving 2020. And if you're listening or watching and you think to yourself that Thanksgiving 2020 is pretty much a wash, well, okay then, what would you look for for Thanksgiving 2021? What are you hoping is here next year that would make your celebration better? What's it going to take? for us to be able to truly give thanks. Because doesn't it seem like this year is extra hard? Our gospel lesson for today gives us some encouragement. And we find encouragement from a very unlikely source, a Samaritan leper. The Joni Mitchell lyric goes, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. And nobody knew that more than these 10 lepers who met Jesus this day. See, leprosy was this nasty disease. These ten individuals had nothing in common except for the fact that they all suffered from the same debilitating disease that meant that they had to ostracize themselves from society. See, leprosy was so contagious and so disgusting and life-threatening that these people's only option was to quarantine themselves, to get away from their families, away from their jobs, away from their home communities, and live off in their own leper colony, a place specifically designated for people who suffered from leprosy. Now, we think it's pretty sad when somebody goes to the hospital and their family member isn't allowed to come up and visit them. These people had to live their lives this way not able to see their kids, their spouses, not able to feel like supporting members of society anymore. They were unclean, they were disgusting, they were ostracized. 
Their only options, I suppose, were to hope that maybe their disease would run its course and that they would die a, a quick and merciful death. Or that somehow they would find healing from, some, from somewhere. These ten lepers on this specific day were in luck because they see Jesus walking that borderline between Samaria and Galilee. And they cry out to him, Jesus, have pity on us. And as they cry that out to, the, uh, to, the, to Jesus, they demonstrate that they understand two things about him. One, that Jesus has the power. That Jesus has the ability to heal them. To give them their lives back. To take away the leprosy that, it, that has so afflicted them. To make a difference in their lives. They believe that he can. But they also believe he doesn't have to. With just a word, Jesus can send that leprosy away and cure them and, and make their lives so much better. But they recognize that Jesus doesn't have to do a thing he doesn't want to. And so they beg, Jesus, have pity on us. Stop on your journey for just a second and help us. Jesus doesn't have to bless. Jesus doesn't have to give. Jesus doesn't have to pay any attention that he doesn't want to. But these ten lepers are in luck this day. Jesus does. He says, go. Show yourselves to the priests. And I would guess that as they heard Jesus say this, they knew that they were in for a treat. Because according to the law in Leviticus, the, if you had leprosy, the only time that you would show yourself to the priest is if your leprosy had gone away. You would show up to the priest as if to say, look, I'm all better now. And the priest would perform some rites and reinstate you into society. Then you could go back to your community, back to your home. You were declared clean once again, healthy. So I think as soon as Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, these ten lepers probably got the picture. And they went, went on their way, running and skipping, rejoicing, and the healing happens even sooner than perhaps they thought. They look and the festering wounds on their skin disappear. Their sense of taste and smell and touch, they come back. Who knows, maybe even they started to smell better themselves. These ten individuals no longer had this one disgusting, terrible thing in common. Now they were free to go be the individuals they were. Free to go back to their families, back to their trade, back to society, back to being functional members of their communities. And one leper, now cleansed, shows just how different he was. A Samaritan. Back in this day, there was some animosity between Israelites and Samaritans. There was some stereotypes, I guess you could say, some prejudice between the two groups. But this Samaritan throws caution to the wind and runs back to Jesus because he recognized something about Jesus. See, Jesus doesn't have to bless. 
If he does, it's purely out of his mercy. So why didn't the other nine thank Jesus? I think we can understand. Sometimes it's hard to say thank you. Just because of the way that we think. Just because of the way our brains operate. Joni Mitchell's lyric is, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. The, the needs or the blessings that, you, have, that you, are, you and I tend to focus on the most are the blessings that we don't have. Passing by, sometimes forgetting about the blessings that we do. Don't you find that it's far easier to think in, in a way like this, okay, what do I need to do? And then once you do it, you move on to the next thing. What do I need to do now? What aches and pains do I need to have the doctor to check out? What rough patches in my relationships do I need to smooth over? Who do I need to talk to? What projects do I need to finish? What advancements do I need to make? What bills do I have to pay? What do I have to do? What do I have to buy? What do I have to prepare? And it's just on and on to the next thing. As if we were among those ten lepers. And we got the impression that we were the ones in charge of getting ourselves blessed. As if it were all in our hands, if we were holding all the cards and saying, okay, we have to beg, we have to do, we have to fix. Not recognizing where our blessings come from. Now, temptations like these, temptations to think this way, will lead us to thanklessness because we'll forget. Jesus doesn't have to bless. Jesus doesn't have to pay attention. Jesus doesn't have to give us anything. He doesn't want to. But that's what makes his mercy so sweet. That these ten lepers saw Jesus on his way to Jerusalem as he walked the border of Galilee and Samaria because he was on his way to do something much greater then heal them of a physical disease. Jesus was going to go die for their sins and show them a mercy that they would never understand, never fully comprehend. Show them pity, show them grace, show them forgiveness. Jesus has shown, already shown you how great his mercy is. He died for your sins to forgive you. He has given you the greatest blessing. His very self. He gave up himself when he went to the cross for you, out of love for you. Yeah, he didn't have to, but he did. He didn't have to pay attention to you, but he does. He doesn't have to care about your needs, but he does. He knows your needs and well provides. He has forgiven your sins on the cross. Not only does he give you so many blessings in this life, Food, house, home, family, finances, and on and on. Some blessings more than others, sure. But the greatest blessing he has given you, he purchased for you on the cross. He won for you through his empty grave as he resurrected from the dead. The guarantee that not even death will separate you from his blessing and his goodness. But even after death, it only gets better for you. As you take your seat at the family table of God, and the feast in heaven begins. That's big time mercy. That's a love unlike any other. And that's a huge reason 
to give thanks. And that's what this Samaritan leper, but no longer a leper, did. As soon as he saw that he was healed and that his disease was gone, he ran back to Jesus, running and skipping and glorifying God and throwing himself at Jesus' feet, recognizing that these two were the same, that Jesus is God. And he thanks him. He gives credit where credit is due as he glorifies Jesus' name for healing him and saving him. And how does Jesus respond? Aside from his comment about the other ten, he praises this Samaritan for his faith. His faith! <laughs> what is faith? Faith is nothing more complicated than what this Samaritan is doing. Looking at Jesus and saying, that's the one. That's my Messiah. That's my Lord. That's my Savior from sin. That's the one who blesses me so much. He doesn't have to, but he can and he does. That's the one who takes care of me in my greatest need. That's the one who has satisfied my greatest need on the cross. That's my King. That's my God. Faith is looking at Jesus and saying, Jesus, without you I am nothing. With you I am everything. I have everything I need. Jesus, without you I am a leprous sinner. I am messed up. But with you I have healing. I have forgiveness. I have salvation. I have everything I need and more. All because of your mercy. All because of your grace. And that kind of faith, you can't get on your own. It's given to you. God gives us such a faith as this through His Word, through baptism, through the Lord's Supper, all these reasons to give thanks. He opens our eyes and helps us see where our mercy comes from, where our blessings come from. The gift of faith is the gift of being able to give credit where it's due, to look at your life, to look at everything good that happens within you and around you, and to say, this is from Christ. This is from God. Yeah, I don't deserve this, but what an amazing love it is that gives me such blessings as these. That's the faith that you have, I pray, brother and sister. And that's why Thanksgiving 2020 is just as good a Thanksgiving as any other year. Because God is continuously good to us. He has blessed us in ways that we do not deserve. You have Jesus in 2020, and you will have him in 2021. You have his forgiveness. You have his blessing. Prove Joni Mitchell wrong. She says, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Well, you know what you have now. The love and forgiveness of Jesus Christ and his salvation, and it will never be taken from you. You have Jesus. The real reason to give thanks. The source of all goodness, the source of all your blessing. When you thank him, you are simply doing what the Samaritan did. Giving credit where credit is due. Glorifying the name of God by recognizing that all blessing comes from Him. Happy Thanksgiving. And thank God for His mercy.
O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his love endures forever. Amen.